pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, liberty and justice for all. Okay. What was it? I didn't catch what you said. 
Uh, Corey is the, yeah. has the volleyballing. They came and asked for three additional courts some time ago. You folks, at my reading of the uh, minutes of the meeting that Chris gave me, said, well, let's go talk to Don and the chief about the additional courts and what it may encompass. Don wrote us a memo yesterday and said he doesn't see a problem with it, but I think we need to talk a little bit more about it before we ultimately approve it would be my recommendation. Uh, okay, because they already put the nine courts in. I understand that. Okay. <laughs> no, no one knew about that. Uh, I, thought, that. I, I thought they were already approved. No, they were not. So we'll talk about it at the next meeting. Okay. It's up to you. Corey, when does the league start? It starts June 7th. And so, yeah, following that January meeting, I, I thought that it was up to Don and Sean Thomas. So then we all talked and you know figured it out. That's why we started the construction this past weekend. Um, so it's just the posts that are in right now. Our plan was to install the nets sometime early to mid-May. That's just customary. We always try to do it a couple of weeks early in case there's an issue. So that's that's what our timeline was. But of course, yeah, we will wait for further approval before doing anything else. Yeah, I would say we'll just look to do a quick term planning discussion. Yeah, when's our next um, council uh, workshop? The next workshop is on the 12th of May. When's our next meeting? May third. The third of May. Alright, so we gotta come up with a common we gotta come up with a solution by the third of May. So I think we each committee resolved. Yeah, beach committee can probably resolve it uh, with the DPW guys and just make sure they're all set up and ready to go. And uh, as long as Don's okay with it, then we'll approve it for next meeting, I guess, right? Yeah. Okay. Thanks. Okay. Resolution ready. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Corey. Okay, thank you guys. She'll get back to you on May 3rd. Yeah, we'll have an answer for you May 3rd, so. Okay, all right, that works, thank you guys. Any other comments or remarks? We'll move on to the consent agenda. Anyone to make a motion? I'll make that motion. You second, then consent? Second. Councilman Barber? All right, yes. Councilman Joseph? Yes. Councilman Boca? Yes. Councilman Carolina? Yes. Councilman Gilbert? Yes. Councilman Lyman? Yes. Okay. Hey, Joe, just a clarification with Corey's thing. Um, they can set up the six that were originally. They can set up six courts, right? Yes, it's, it's, it's the other decision. I, I just didn't know what was happening that quickly, and I just think you folks need to. Talk about the finances and yeah. installation and things of those nature. The things of that nature. Okay, I just I mean if they can set up six, they, they already did. Yeah, sure. Yeah, so you could so Corey, you could set up the six. Just leave three of them hanging until we can uh, finalize everything on the third. Okay. Yeah, that, that might work out. But yeah, May May third still would be soon enough that we would have plenty of time to. Okay. Thank you. Whatever. Sorry. Okay.
Just a second, I'm sorry. Sure. Councilman Driver? Yes. Councilman Brizzo? Yes. Councilman Booker? Yes. Councilman Carolina? Yes. Councilman Taylor? Yes. And Councilman Lennon? Yes. Okay. Now we have the 2022 municipal budget and presentation by our chief finance officer. Good evening. They should have printed version over the slideshow this year, although we do have the uh, printed version that will be available on the town, on the borough website. Mike, let me just check something. People can hear you online. Can you hear uh, Mike Baskin? We can. Okay, thank you. Very good, thank you. The, um, well, first, obviously, I'd like to thank uh, the governing body, the administration, and the department heads for all their work to bring this together, recognizing uh, the hurdles that the borough faces, just like uh, every business and every household in town, uh, inflation and things like that, post-COVID and everything else are impacting uh, everybody's revenues and everybody's expenses. Um, so to go through this uh, first quick overview, um, obviously things that are impacting the budget, it was a significant rateable-based growth, so that will assist us in uh, keeping the tax rate itself down. Um, there are COVID impacts within the budget. There's uh, reductions in revenue that we're, we're starting to recover. We're, we're coming out of that uh, from the height of COVID and the loss of revenues that we experienced during that time. Inflation is certainly affecting the, the budget uh, pretty much across the board in the places that you would expect it to, to impact you. Um, there's uh, infrastructure improvements that are being funded through capital um, investments. Uh, there's also capital debt reduction uh, within this uh, budget document and, and obviously the focus continues on uh, risk reduction throughout the borough. Um, the budget is, is a mission statement uh, for the borough council uh, and it really focuses on resiliency, not just resiliency for the borough to be able to, to recover from disasters and emergencies, uh, but resiliency for the borough to be able to recover from good times and bad times uh, as far as the financial markets concern. The budget represents fiscal stability and responsibility. Uh, it represents a document that allows you to continue to provide the services that uh, the community expects to maintain their quality of life. Uh, it, it supports capital debt investments um, for, and distribution of costs to those who uh, receive the benefits. It manages through stagnant state aid, uh, over 20 years, 20, 20 years of stagnant state aid. Uh, it has no gimmicks or one-time revenues within the budget, um, and it has uh, it's accommodating certain uh, increased costs um, <coughs> in community support. The um, on the revenue side, as I said, uh, you know we're, we are coming out of COVID, and I believe that most of our revenues that have been impacted by COVID will be back fully in 2022. I also expect uh, continued uh, growth in the parking revenue, uh, and those items will help to replenish the surplus that we're utilizing within this budget. Um, and then on the expense side, I think um, you know, the areas where we've seen the, the most significant impact are, are going to be the cost of fuel, uh, cost of insurance, um, and then some uh, required items and some optional items, such as you know, redoing the gym floor at the uh, recreation center. Um, we have some color compliance uh, built into this, uh, increased cost of data processing, and the increased cost of managing the parking system. Um, so, you know, the growth of the parking system comes with increased responsibilities and costs. The overview of the tax impacts, 
the, the overall amount to be raised by taxation is up 3.8% compared to last year. Taxable value in the borough is up 18%. The total tax levy increase is up roughly 1.5%, $180,000. Uh, the tax rate will decrease from 54.8 cents to 50.2 cents, which is about an 8.5% 8, 8 reduction in the tax rate. Um, the next uh, page has a chart which basically shows the rateable growth within the borough over the last 10 years, 12 years. Uh, as you can see, it's been uh, significant since the implementation, since two things, obviously, uh, real estate boom and certainly the, uh, the new method for uh, maintaining uh, the most current values, uh, we'll call it the, the, where they call it the assessment demonstration project within Monmouth County, but maintaining the borough's assessments at a very close ratio to the actual value. Um, so that has also driven up uh, the values of the, the tax base. Obviously, you've had growth outside of just value increasing. You've had development um, and you've had redevelopment that has impacted this as well. Next page is a budget and tax comparison. Um, so you can see the 2022 budget is $7,023,308.65 compared to last year's budget, which was $6.9 million. So about a 1.6% increase. The 22 average tax is $3,773.16 on a house value at $751,000. I just want to show you two comparisons underneath because you're going to face both. Uh, one is the home value that remained the same last year as it is this year um, because about 40%, I believe, of your property was reassessed last year and then it'll go in 20% increments going forward. So about 60% of the community did, was not revalued. So 60% of the community will have values very similar to what they had last year. So in those cases, you have a home value of $700,000 that maintained its value. They will see a decrease in taxes as a result of a reduction in tax rate of roughly $321 for the year on a $700,000 value home. Then you have the home that increased at a, at a rate comparable to the average increase. Uh, so last year's average home was $673,000, this year's average home was $751,000. Uh, in that case, they will see an increase of $83 for the year on the overall taxes as a result of this tax rate. So you will have uh, properties that fall within those ranges from larger decreases to average decreases, all the way up to uh, in, uh, average increases and larger increases based upon how their values have changed from year to year. Next uh, page is basically a percent change in municipal budget appropriations. And obviously um, you see the impacts of Sandy where the growth in the budget was extraordinary as a result of all the grant funding that ran through the budget. And then you see uh, the recovery from Sandy and then you see basically these last several years since 2018 where the budget has maintained a relative stability. Uh, last year there was a bump up mainly because of the new debt service. Uh, we started paying off all of the uh, bonds that were issued in connection with Sandy. Um, but generally you've had, you've maintained a pretty strong uh, flat uh, growth in the in budget appropriations. There's also COVID problem too. Uh, COVID has impacted you most recently, so you have that 2001 and 2002. So, and last year you had the combination some COVID related costs and reduction in, spent in uh, expenses, I'm sorry, in revenues, and then you had the new debt service. So, those were the things that drove last year. Uh, this year you see it's about 1.6%. Um, there are regulatory impacts within the budget, but all things that we've, ma we've managed, there's the appropriation cap, 
uh, the levy cap, which we're both we're compliant with both. Pension contributions have increased. Um, state aid has gone nowhere. Um, you know, beyond this, these items will continue to deal with, uh, impact us. And then, of course, this is a municipal budget we're talking about, but school taxes are always the overwhelming impact or the, the main focus of the property tax uh, system here. So that's something that, you know, even though we're dealing specifically with the municipal budget, school budget uh, is something that we always have to keep in mind when we're managing our budget. So if you go to the next chart, you'll see the blue line is the amount of state aid we receive each year going back to 2001. And you'll see from what, 2009 to present, the dollar amount has not changed at all. The red line is the amount that the state is supposed to be paying us statutorily. So you can see the difference between uh, what we receive and what we're supposed to receive is significant. This year it's $200,000 by itself. Uh, but cumulatively, since, uh, since the state refrained from or, or found different options for to, to claim they're providing us our aid, they've shorted the borough about almost $2.5 million. Um, there is legislation that uh, passed the Senate unanimously. I believe you had a resolution on last meeting to support um, legislation that would restore the state aid back to the mandatory amounts. Um, I believe that will bring us back to the amount that we received in 2001. I do not believe that it will bring us to uh, the amount that we're actually due, but it would be, a, you know, help. It, any, anything would be of some help. But, uh, correct. I'm just curious, if, if it's mandatory, how do they get to a how does the state say that? <laughs> How does the state say that you know, 50 cents of every ticket is going to go to you know municipal aid and then take that money and put it in their surplus and use it however they want? <laughs> it's just, it's, uh, unless it's in the Constitution, they pretty much can bend it. It's good to be the king. So, uh, so then you know the next chart is really the state aid as a percentage of overall revenue. As you can see, it's little, you know back in the day it was close to 6% of the total revenue, about less than half of that now. Um, the next uh, analysis is basically just the tax levy cap calculation. And basically all this is show, shows you is that we could have increased uh, taxes just using this year without implementing the levy bank, which we have. Uh, every When you have a uh, budget that falls, or your tax levy falls below the maximum allowed, you're allowed to levy, you can hold that for the subsequent year in case you need to use that in the subsequent year. We've never, since the levy cap's been in place, we've never had to dip into the levy bank. And then it, um, it retires. So you have one year backwards you can use. If you don't use it, it's retired and you can only use the next year's. So uh, we didn't have to use any. We're below the, the levy cap again and 428,000 remains in our levy bank or that'll retire from our levy bank going forward. What happens with that money when it retires? So there's no money. So I'd say it's yeah. just an amount you could have taxed. Gotcha. So we could have taxed that much more, but we've chosen not to. Okay, understood. Um, the uh, surplus analysis, uh, this is in line with uh, you know what we've been talking about for some time. Uh, we built our surplus intentionally in recognition of coming debt payments, uh, capital debt payments. Um, we're now at the point where we'll draw down on some of that surplus and get ourselves back to Maybe uh, not not where we were prior to Sandy, but um, probably in a better fiscal shape than we were prior to Sandy as far as maintaining the surplus balance. 
Um, but we came into the year with three million. We utilized 612 offset taxes. We generated 422,000. So our balance is 2,866. We're utilizing 635,000 of that in this year's budget. So our surplus balance going forward is 2.2 million. I do believe that we'll replenish a portion of that 2.2 million. Uh, we'll replenish over that 2.2 million going into the next budget in the year, but maybe not at the levels that we had been replenishing surplus in previous years. The next one is, is basically shows the surplus history, and I just, for the sake of, of understanding this, the red line is basically the amount of surplus that we use each year to offset taxes. You can see it stays about the same uh, going back to about 2014. It's been relatively stagnant since uh, same. So really, once we got through the 2012-13 budgets, uh, around 14, we basically stabilized with how much we utilized. Uh, the green line is the amount that we reserve after we've utilized a portion of the, of the fund balance. So you can see that has increased substantially uh, over these past couple of years. And then the blue line is, the, is basically adding the two together. Uh, it's basically where we end the surplus or where we are uh, and then deducting out the two lines below it. So the, um, we will continue a slight downward trend. Uh, I don't believe we'll be end up back where we were between 04 and 11, although that was a healthy situation. 04 to 11, we're pretty good. I think we'll have a similar range, but it'll be set a little bit higher on the scale. So I believe we'll have, we'll be in that situation where we're, we're building, we're maintaining our surplus and we're using you know, maybe 40 or 50% of it each year to offset taxes and replenishing that 40 or 50% each year. So I believe that's where we're headed back. That's where we're trending. So. Next one is the tax collection rates, which, we, which are a big part of regenerating surplus. As you can see, we had a very good tax collection uh, rate again last year. Um, that's just very important going forward. Uh, the next slides are relatively simple. It's uh, just reiterating once again, we didn't have to do anything drastic in this budget. There's no deferral of pension costs. There's no deferral of school taxes. There's no cap waivers needed. We're not issuing debt to cover our costs. There's no extraordinary aid requests, nothing. So this is just a true, true budget. As your budget has been, you know, maybe uh, since two years after Sandy and maybe for the 15 years prior to Sandy. Um, the next one is just a breakdown of the tax rate, which shows you the portions that go to the borough versus the portion that goes to the county, the local school district, and the short regional school district. So that's just basically the pie graph. I know everyone wants to see the percentages of what goes where. Next and final chart for uh, the general budget. It's just a simply comparison of the average tax bill. Uh, the red line is the state average, or the red bar is the state average. The yellow bar is Mount County average, and the green is, is Seabright's average, as you can see, significantly below both the county and the state averages. The, um, and you've been in that range for, for years, so we've been able to maintain that. The beach utility is, continues a self-liquidating operation it means that the revenue coming in is supporting all costs related and the same thing with the sewer utility the revenue coming in is covering all costs that are related as i said that will be uh, on your website for the community to review uh, at this point we have state authorization go ahead with the adoption of the budget after you conduct your uh, public hearing thank you sir so my few comments from the um, first one is I get to serve on the finance committee with uh, Jeff and Jack, and we spent a lot more time going through the details than you were able to share with us today. But I want to commend you and the team for what I think is an outstanding job managing the budget.
what they tend to stay within those budgets. Um, a lot to be proud of, a lot of hard work by everybody. But I think an outstanding year coming up, and hopefully more upside than downside, and uh, excellent job overall. The second thing is we had a quick discussion about a concern that I'm starting to develop around the potential school realignment activity. And the good news is if we're successful in doing this, there's significant benefit in the long term from the school tax perspective. But in the short term, there are four categories of expenses that we're going to incur if we get a successful referendum, which come from paying out of shore regional because it'll be a transition in ocean court, paying into the new school system that we'll be moving our children to, building a bank that we committed to do in the event that the numbers don't quite work out, um, we're going to have to make up some differences to protect the towns that may be bringing us in. And then lastly, you explained to me there's some deferred taxes, school taxes, that exist in the tune of about a million dollars. That if you put all of that together, there's the potential that if we go through a successful referendum, we may actually have a challenging couple of years, like four or five, until we get to the other side of that. So I know there's no answer right now as to what that's all going to be because formulas have to be developed. But I think we have to brace ourselves and ask your leadership and understand what that may mean. Because if we are successful in the direction we want to be going in, there may be some impacts that we haven't calculated yet. Sure. Any thought on that, Mike? No, I think that I mean, we're going into that with our eyes open. It's certainly been a part of the conversation throughout the entire process uh, from you know long, a long time ago when we first started talking about the various options for uh, realigning school districts. But uh, it's absolutely something that's been on the table. It's not something that it's a, going to be a surprise to us. Um, I think uh, certainly as part of our negotiations and discussions, we're factoring that in and ensuring that you know, we end up in a situation where you know, the residents can see some type of relief as soon as possible. Um, but I think we're, we're prepared. I think, uh, I don't think that um, we will, I don't think this will prevent us from, from finding the savings we need to find. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Very nice presentation here. That's what I found. Very good. Thank you. Thank you. The graphics. Hopefully, we can get a quick sense of where we are. Anybody else on council have a comment or question? Thank you. As always, thank you. Yeah, anything? Yes. Um, this is, I did want to add, I had those normal comments, and it's basically to say, um, I commend the administration. Um,
Yes. Councilman Bridgman. Yes. Councilman Booker. Yes. Councilman Tedon. Yes. Councilman Kiro. Yes. And Councilman Lyman. Yes. Make a motion here to open this to the public. So Second. Then. Councilman Barber. Yes. Councilman Berzel. Yes. Councilman Booker. Yes. Councilman Catalano. Yes. Councilman Taylor. Yes. And Councilman Lyman. Yes. Anyone in the public have questions on the budget as presented? Motion and to close the public hearing. So moved. Second. Second. Councilman Yes. Councilman Bergeron. Yes. Councilman Booker. Yes. Councilman Catalano. Yes. Councilman Keeler. Yes. And Councilman Lenny. Yes. Okay. We have the final one here related to the budget. Number 94. The motion to adopt. So moved. Second. Councilman Barber? Yes. Councilman Bergdorf? Yes. Councilman Booker? Yes. Councilman Catalano? Yes. Councilman Keeler? Yes. Councilman Lanning? Yes. Thank you. The budget is hereby adopted. Very good. Thank you again, Mike. Thank you very much. Thanks, Mike. Thank you. Now we're having the mayor and council comments. So I have a couple things. If I could, real quick. So, uh, I know we're mostly familiar with this. I don't know if there's anybody online, but on behalf of the mayor's panel on the uh, uh, educational realignment activity, um, as we know, Highlands and Seabright have been the first towns to hold town hall meetings. We had ours last week, which overall I think went pretty well. Um, all of the three towns are currently awaiting the completion of the BOE study that's being done by the Board of Ed for Highlands and Atlantic Highlands, and that's expected to be completed in early May. Um, from there, what we're going to be looking for is for Atlantic Highlands to schedule their first town hall meeting so that all three towns kind of get in sync around this. At that meeting, we would expect to have both the Board of Education results as well as the feasibility study results that were done for the three towns by Portsville presented. Um, and we hope at that point, after that, the Atlantic Highlands Council would pass a resolution like we did and the Highlands did uh, to move forward with submission of petition to the Education Committee. I went to the Atlantic Highlands Council meeting last week, last Thursday. Um, they are stuck right now because uh, they don't have a majority to do this. So I think these studies are going to be important. And then after that, it's also going to be important for the town hall meetings to get their residents in to understand the potential benefits for all three towns going forward. Uh, if that's successful, um, then what we would do is all three towns would hold town hall meetings to cover a lot more issues than we were able to do at the last meeting. The last meeting was a very high level introduction. But as we saw, there were a lot of parents that were interested. I got phone calls after that meeting. I would imagine some of you may have also, mm -hmm. from some parents to better understand things that we were in a position to talk about. But we have to get all of this done uh, by the August deadline in order for the state to allow us to put it on the, on the referendum uh, in November when we want to do it in the full election. And if all of those votes will be in a position of doing that and then bring it ultimately to the residents in the three towns for vote. And if that happens, the ball starts rolling. And most likely, nothing would actually change for any students until the following September. On a different subject, the administration committee continues to advance the ordinance work that we've done. I've covered that a lot in meetings, so I'll just be very quick here. 
on the parking ordinance, uh, increased fines going into effect. The police department's done a great job of getting that ready to go. It's in the court for review right now. And I'm gonna to continue to ask us to remind our residents that those parking fees for illegal parking are gonna go up. So we don't want people surprised that there's gonna be an issue there. On the bulkhead ordinance, we, we have a new written one, as we know, it's in works. Uh, we're gonna review how we're gonna roll it out. There are 27 impacted properties. We wanna make sure we roll out, at that out in an appropriate way. And on the last one, short-term rental, um, we're finalizing a new ordinance around that. We'll bring that back for multiple reviews with the council. Um, and we're not looking, looking to have that done until 2023. So that's a 2022 activity that will roll out sometime next year. And that's it. Anyone else? If you got any progress. I'll talk about recreation and library a little bit. Um, on recreation, the, the gym floor has been totally resurfaced, and I believe today they put the last coat of poly on it. It looks great. Um, they really did a great job. So, you know, there's a pickleball, two pickleball courts, and a full court basketball. It's not NBA size, but it's, uh, it's pretty, pretty neat. Uh, it's been a long time coming. Um, we're still working on other enhancements to the building, I hope. Um, I'd like to put some electronic locks there and the face of the building uh, could use some improvement. So we're hoping that we can look forward to that. Um, then we'll build a recreation program. I'm, I'm hoping to do a youth program during the day or after school and an adult program in the evenings. Uh, could use some help, volunteers, anybody that's interested in recreation, has some background in putting together a program, we will get with Don and see what we can work out and what we can make available. Uh, in the meantime, I've talked to Corey, he's been helpful to give me some guidance and information of how he does the volleyball and how we might, and I also talked to the squash club of how they uh, let their members come and go. So it's a work in progress for a long time, but right now the floor is dry. That's what I'll say. It looks great. It's, uh, it looks like glass. Uh, on the library, we're going to have two opportunities in the library soon. So if anybody's interested uh, in working at the library, get a hold of our wall or get a hold of me and we'll start the process. Um, I'm still working on the sea breeze. Hope to get that out. Um, shortly, um, I did, Joe, just for, for uh, just to look at the numbers, I did talk to our vendor and they sent me a price of what they would put it together and mail it to every postal resident. So I'll cover that with you tomorrow and we'll see if that makes sense to do. I'd like to make it available electronically going forward and get into the new age. I also spoke to a gentleman from the North Beach this morning who would like to uh, participate in improving the website. Uh, in his words, it's we're 92, 1992. The PR committee agrees that it needs some uh, improvements. And um, I think I'll put a meeting together with him and Candace and uh, we'll look at what can we do in the short run and then talk to our vendor to see what can they do to, to make that a, a less busy. Uh, that's what I hear most of the time. It's so busy that it's hard to extract. Um, I want to thank Public Works for all the efforts, everything I've asked them for to help me with that gym. has <coughs> been right on top of it, Dave, uh, as well. And uh, we have two kiosks in town that were from the businesses. Um, 
Right now, the big kiosk, which is four by seven, is out with the uh, little cabana things out on the beach. Uh, we're hoping to put it over by the front of this building where you walk onto the beach. Right now, I have a QR code that if you scan it, it'll take you to the Seabright website. And uh, we hope to be able to put some business advertisement there um, as well. And uh, we're looking to move the other one that's over by the old Borough Hall and find a better place for that uh, to make it more usable. And that's it. Just a question. Um, have you had anybody, any adult rep people talking, used to have adults playing basketball? Yeah. Uh, well, a lot of people, when the Cub Scouts were in, were interested. In, they didn't even know there was a gym inside that building. It's, you know, um, so they want to know how do they get in there. There's a lot of pickleball players tell me how great it would be. So now we have an outdoor court, but this is indoor. Um, but it needs some attention. First of all, I don't know pickleball. I started reading about it to see what the rules are and what have you. Uh, but it needs, we, we actually, uh, former Councilman Mooney brought in someone from the Rumson Pickleball Association and he gave us advice on how to do the gym and how to set it up. And uh, Charlie called me over the weekend. We want to make sure the bathrooms are open for the sunrise uh, or sun from the, uh, the church. And uh, he said, is it time yet? Is it, you know, are we ready to go get a net and all of whatever paraphernalia you need to play pickleball? So we'll start to work on that. Right now it's drying. And, uh, I have some volunteers that want to help put something together and we'll get with Don and figure out how do you make this work. It may not happen this year. We, we may just do some events. I, I talked to Chris yesterday. The election is probably going to be done in there for the primary. Hopefully they have rubber wheels. <laughs> and then the, June, you know, the, the November one as well. So we'll look to other things. The PR committee has a million ideas of what you could do in the rec sector music, uh, cooking classes, uh, crafts, uh, all kinds of things. But uh, hopefully we can put this in service at some point in the future for the community. Very good. Anybody else? Jeff, do you have any comments? Yes, I, I, I didn't want to just um, see you over there. Um, uh, as, as many folks know, Seabright uh, is considering um, uh, a, a potential um, class five retail dispensary with the cannabis. Um, and uh, uh, there were conversations ongoing, and, and uh, I thought it might be appropriate. Joe, I don't know if you have any uh, further updates from, uh, from your investigation, your conversation with, with uh, industry professionals and now the announcement council. Uh, and as to um, uh, sort of the way forward here, because I think that it's important that we um, have pastoral clarity on, on, on uh, when uh, we would like to formally reconsider that uh, and look at a potential ordinance. So, um, Joe, would you want to give some, some update on what you've heard and found? I, I can, uh, Councilman. Uh, I've been receiving some information from uh, uh, the, the, the uh, professionals that have, uh, we've spoken to, they're giving us some sample ordinances, they're giving us the ideas on the selection process, 
and I should have all of that for your next workshop in May. Uh, it's for you to discuss. I'll try to disseminate it to you before that. So if there's any questions, I can get answers to those questions. But the selection process, the zoning changes, and the ordinance regulating it uh, will be on the next workshop. Great. Well, then that that's helpful because there are uh, some towns that have gone before us and some uh, have done better than others. Um, and as far as how this is being handled, we should learn uh, from those who have gone before. So uh, thank you, Joe, for your, your, your work on this and um, look forward to having a conversation in the near future. I do have an executive session that should only last a few minutes, Councilman. That's it for our regular session, and we will not be taking any action on the impacting at the executive. So, all intents and purposes for the public.